0: It's time to invest with intent on the Welka Wealth Podcast. Join Tiffany Welka each week as she gives you guidance to align your faith, morals, and goals to make your financial plan a true success. Thanks for listening to the Welka Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Welka. Do you guys know how much the Bible discusses money? It often surprises Christians when they discover just how much the Bible talks about money. I know we talked about it on a previous show, but there are more than 2,000 verses on money, wealth, and possessions. Jesus spoke about money roughly 15% of his preaching and 11 out of 39 parables. Why? Well, this, ma- this passage <laughs> in Matthew gives us a clue. It says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I'm gonna read that last line again because it gives me goosebumps every time I read it. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Wow. You guys, money is important. The money you have in your wallet really has no intrinsic value morally. It's worth what calculations and assumptions say that it's worth. Intrinsic value in finance means it's the value of an asset, and it usually refers to a value that's calculated on simplified assumptions. It is essentially morally neutral and powerless. Money really is neutral and powerless. The devil uses money to seduce us, and that is when money becomes powerful in a negative direction. He wants you to fall in love with it, so you will become a slave to money rather than its master. The flip side is when we use money as a tool to invest in God's kingdom, money becomes a powerful instrument of good. You know, Jesus spoke about money not because he was obsessed with money or that he wanted us to have lots of it, but because he knew that money was a heart issue, a heart issue, and that it is one of the most likely reasons for someone to not follow him or to give up on him. Money is important to the extent that how we think about it will impact how we behave with it. Taking this one step further, how we think and behave with money reflects our spiritual condition. When we hoard money or are envious of other people's money or spend money we don't have, then there's a good chance we have been seduced. In Matthew, it also says that no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. It's true. Much of what God's word says about money are warning signs for us. God wants nothing, nothing to come between him and us. Sometimes God prevents people from gaining wealth because he knows that it will harm them. He's not trying to deny them. He's trying to protect them. Like all investors, Catholic investors are looking for a good return on their investment. I know this. The process of selecting a good portfolio for a Catholic client is similar to finding investments for other types of clients, too. But the biggest difference is that we have to make sure that we've screened out any businesses engaged in activities that are offensive to Catholic moral teaching. Catholic investments create social impact. Investing from a moral standpoint with Catholic investment principles that are in com- complete compliance with the USCCB uh, investment guidelines, it helps us to understand why we're investing in the first place. We are supposed to be good stewards of our money because our money really is not ours it is not from us it is a gift from God and we are managing it here on earth how are you managing it in our office uh, at VFG Associates my dad always says if you can't measure it you can't manage it this is a perfect way to get started to understand investing and how you can screen out your investments to make sure that you are investing according to the kingdom and using your money to be a blessing to others. The USCCB laid out very clear guidelines for Catholic investors I'm consuming. That's why Catholic investors hire me to do this for them. But you can most certainly do that on your own. What you want to make sure of is that your investments don't support abortion, contraception, embryonic stem cell research, racial, gender discrimination, pornography, arms production, and morally incorrect business activities. What's really great is that you can go online and Google the USCCB financial guidelines, and you will find exactly what I'm talking about, and I'll even put the link in the description below. But they recommend a framework for Catholic investors with six guiding principles. They are to protect life, human life, promote human dignity, reduce arms production, pursue economic justice, protect the environment, and encourage Corporate social responsibility. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want those things? So investing in a morally defined, intentional way is going to help to make sure that you're being a good steward of your finances. The USCCB also says that we must not be an engine of growth and productivity, but also a reflection of our values and priorities and be a contributor to the common good. I loved that. Be a contributor to the common good. Wow. You know, saying that we're Catholic, it isn't enough, guys. We need to live a Catholic life without compromise in all aspects, including our finances. Making sure that we invest with intent is key to that. There's a quote that I read from Pope Benedict XVI. He said, It must be remembered that the market does not exist in the pure state. It is shaped by the cultural configurations which define it and give it direction. We are not supposed to be living of the world. We are supposed to be living God's will in this world. As Catholics, we are called to be good stewards of all that God blesses us with, including property and money. So paying attention to where our money is being invested and spent is part of being a good steward of our finances. There are many household brands to invest in that are acceptable. There are Ave Maria Mutual Funds, Timothy Funds, Knights of Columbus has Mutual Funds, There are many ways and strategies to make sure that you're investing in a faith-based way. There's also a Catholic ETF, uh, the ticker is C-A-T-H, which is also really great to make sure that you're investing aligned with your morals. You can still earn a rate of return, but still have intentionality when it comes to your investing. One other thing that I really wanted to mention today was that we are in a culture that seems to be drowning in debt. I was watching Hoarders on Netflix the other day, and all these people have so much stuff just piled up in their houses, and they can't even hardly move or use their facilities because they just have so much stuff. We are a culture of consumerism and we borrow to buy things that we don't even need. And I continued to look at um, different shows and YouTube videos and things and I came across a priest who said that we are, when we go to a hotel, We don't pack up our entire houses and get a U-Haul and pack everything up and drive there and pretend we're about to be living there when we're staying for the weekend. We don't do that. And why is the reason for that? Because it's temporary. We're staying in a hotel temporarily, right? We're doing that here on Earth. We are here temporarily. There's no reason why we should be borrowing and borrowing and borrowing and drowning in all of this debt for things that we don't need that are not going to help us to get into the kingdom. It's so widespread debt in our country and it's so ingrained in people that it's okay to have this growing debt if they stopped to think about why they needed these things or their ramifications, I think the whole world would be a little bit different. It is not just a problem at an individual level, but at the corporate and the governmental levels as well, you guys. The United States owes trillions of dollars, trillions. This monumental sum can't be repaid and probably won't be repaid. The verses on debt in the Bible are all warning messages to us. The Bible warns us that debt can lead to slavery. How true is that today? The Bible talks about money because God loves you and he doesn't want money to harm you, but he wants you to use it as a tool to bless your family, to bless others, and to fund the advance of his kingdom thank you so much for listening to the Welco wealth podcast i'm your host tiffany welka god bless you and god bless your families the Welco wealth podcast is on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts and all your favorite podcasting apps subscribe today and never miss an episode just look for the Welco wealth podcast and keep listening